Hey, what's happening, party people? This episode of Janky Town is brought to you by Montanez U Injury Lawyers. That's right, we have a sponsor. It's our very first sponsor, and thank you so much to Montanez U Injury Lawyers for helping us launch. If you need an injury lawyer, call them up. It's a free consultation. They could come to you via phone or virtually. And this is very important. If there's no recovery, there's no fee. So you don't have to worry about owing them money. They just will not let it happen. They're a small firm, but they deliver big results. Like the Janky Town Podcast. And they're happy to answer any questions you might have. You might have a case and you just don't know it. Hit and run, uninsured motorists, they do it all. Their number is 833-MY-LAW-NOW, 833-MY-LAW-NOW, or you can log on to MyInjuryLawyers.com. And they're the official lawyers of Jankytown, so you can't go wrong with calling Montanez U Injury Lawyers. And get this, they give their clients their personal cell phone numbers, so if you need information about your case or you have a question, you could call them night or day, they're there 24-7 to help you and give you peace of mind. So give them a call. Once again, the number is 833-MY-LAW-NOW or log on to MyInjuryLawyers.com. Uh, I, uh, is that a cricket I hear? Yeah. Whose cricket is that? Your cricket. That's yeah, my cousin, fool. It's my cousin cricket. cricket. <laughs> no, it's a cricket cricket. Remember cricket, fool? Hey, uh, Dave. The intern cricket. How's it going, Dave? <sighs> it's going. Man, there's no energy there. Dude. And, and there's no energy from you. And then uh, I don't see Beer Mug in a week, and he's, you know, all ripped and way better looking, and uh, he's all tan. Yeah, I just pulled my <laughs> out of his <laughs> hole. Oh, come on. <laughs> Hey everybody! Uh-oh. It's uh, Mike Catherwood. Welcome. How are you, man? Yay! Oh, I, I thought I was going with beer mug. Okay, yes. <laughs> Hello, everyone. <laughs> thanks for uh, thanks for joining us on this episode of Janky Town, man. We are we are thrilled to have you, and thanks for uh, making the time, dude. Honestly, you know, for you guys, I'd do anything. Love it, love it, love it, man. And uh, really, would you kiss it? Yeah. All right, cool. <laughs> uh, I, I, I do want to start with uh, with a little bit of business. I want to play this for Mike and Dave. As excited as I am for football, I'm not feeling it right now. Especially with the Clippers doing so well right now. It's like, <laughs> that's all I care about is Clippers. <laughs> so, I don't know anything about sports, but all, I, all I hear, it's like one of these uh, things where they just choked a big a big dick and uh oh yeah they won they were up three games dave or is that true yeah they were they were up two games they were up three games to one so they literally had to win one more game out of what uh, that's four games out of three more win one out of three that's all they had to do they had three chances to win one in in, my, in my entire life i've never met somebody as hardcore a clipper fan as dave that must be soul crushing <sighs> oh you don't even know man this is the second time in my fandom that this has happened to the Clippers. The first time, it was, I was at Staples Center when they lost game six. They were up 19 going into the fourth quarter. Yeah. Blew it. Lose game seven. This time, all week long. All right, they got it. They're up 16. Blew the game. All right, next one. <laughs> all right, they're up 15. Uh, blew it. Look up this one. Uh, they're up 12 in the second quarter. Uh, blew it. Jeez Louises, man. That's a, it is not fun, man. That's not bueno. But that's classic Clippers, right? Yes. <laughs> it's a classic. I mean, it's the Clippers. It oh, is. I don't man. think you mean. It, that's, it, 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 it's just them. for the Clippers to be losers. It's just them. It's, this is what happens to my team. 
sucks, Mike, so the uh, the Lakers are killing it, though, right? Or, or are they You're just goddamn really... right they are? Oh, really nice. You're goddamn right they are. Well, Mike, <laughs> yeah. uh, I, we haven't had time to catch up with you since shit hit the fan, and you know. It's so funny because I was just thinking of uh, having you on the podcast today and you are a bit of a uh, like a renaissance man. You're kind of like uh, what's 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 that uh, the most interesting man in the world because your career has led you from being well first of all let's start you were on yes. death's door because of your addiction yes. problems. And then you went into yes, like promotions true. and you were just like a huge dickhead in K-Rock promotions Don't and forget just, you murdered yes. someone. Yeah, yeah, and you murdered somebody. Uh, allegedly, That's unprovable. <laughs> yeah, unprovable. Um, and then you went into radio, Dancing with the Stars. You co-hosted Love Line. You did Kevin and Bean and co-hosted Love Line at, at the same time for a period of your career. Then you did. Uh, nice. You hosted game shows, and uh, now you have this uh, amazing podcast. By the way, uh, Mikey likes you. Everybody, check that out. If you guys enjoy this podcast, you're definitely going to like that, and that's available everywhere. And, and then you were also on radio with Dr. Drew on that BS uh, AM station, and I was yep. listening to you there. Um, well, first, first, let's talk about that because yeah. I think all the listeners of Janking Town are listeners of the B Team podcast, and they kind of know the conversation we had earlier with you. So how's it been like later in life, your career wise? Cause that's, you always zig and zag and you, you seemingly are able to do, do it all, including stand up, by the way, which, which is mind boggling to me because though that takes tremendous cojones. I guess it does. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't say that like, I, I wouldn't say that I was like particularly good at stand up, and not because I didn't think like I had perf- potential because I think like, Everyone sucks when they start, you know, right. even the greatest. But um, it's like uh, I, there was a thing about being on radio, um, having conversations. Like there was a thing about it. There was something – it lit a fire in me. Like I really wanted to be good and I wanted to push myself in to get better. And I'd get up and I'd do stand-up and sometimes even I'd do – I guess relatively well, considering like the response from the crowd, right? And um, and I just I, I didn't have that. Like, I, I, I every time I was up there, I'd always want to be like, I'd always want to just talk to someone in the in just the crowd. one person, single them out, and be funny and have that funny conversation with that one person. I had no desire of- to continue with my <laughs> with my set. I'd always be like, what what's with the chicks in the back? I'd always I'd be like, I gotta know, like, how does. How does one Asian girl have five black friends? That's impossible. <laughs> like that's you know, and I'd be like, please tell me your story. And I wanted, I just wanted to interview people. Like that's all I ever wanted to do yeah. when I was up there. So right, like yeah, and I just kind of gave up, gave up on that. But I mean, like life is life is strange for me because like as you pointed out, I've done a bunch of like disparate things, and that's frankly, I just have been lucky enough to have people ask me to do a bunch of different shit and pay me for it. Right. But I don't, you know, it, none of it is like really like my life's passion. Um, and then, you know, so I hope to like at this point in my life be able to pursue that. And, you know, it is, I'm, I'm lucky enough to live in a world like with the Internet and with like self, self-production self and everything that where if I have ideas, I can really follow through with them and not have to rely on like the gauntlet of showbiz. So radio being number one, and uh, do you think you'll stay in the podcast space for a bit or would you like to be somewhere on terrestrial? I, I, I don't think I would go back. I mean, I've definitely had offers yeah. to go back to terrestrial radio and I just don't think I'd do that. And it's, you know, I, I, I have a sincere 
love affair with it and a, a real pa- but it's not the same it's just not the same business right 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 um, there is something to, to be said about the freedom that we have now being able to yeah. do what whatever the fuck we want really and not being told hey make sure you don't talk about this or that and you know being at k-rock unfortunately we you know and dave will testify to this face that almost maybe not in the early days but you know uh, later on we just faced that almost every episode and and it was just not fun it was just not yeah fun. Well, it's it's not fun like being creative is is a very special thing and people shouldn't take that for granted you know and, and, and for you parents out there when you see kids with imagination and they go to, whoa sorry <laughs> i live in a dog pound easy we have a new puppy and oh, she's man. huge how many pounds gloria gloria Kogo, out Coco. Out. There you go. Bye, guys. Um, we got a new puppy, like, right at the beginning of the lockdown, and she's a monster. She's, like, 90 pounds. Oh, shit. And I know. And the Dude. other two dogs we had at the time, they're, like, nine pounds and five pounds. Right. And and they just they just fight all day. Dude. Like, in a fun way, but they fight all day. Right, right, right. Um, yeah. But getting back, to, getting back to it, it's, like, imagination being creative, it's, like, it's the most... Uh, to me it's like the most special thing in the world and then to have like a corporate entity tell you like suppress that um it's really it's really frustrating especially because like especially when it's the people that pay pay you your paycheck so you you can't fight back yeah like (laughs) your hands are tied you know yep you got it you got it no for sure um, I know. And the be- by the beginning, like of of my time in Kevin and Bean, you guys had already been there a couple years. Yeah, um, yeah. Like the beginning, it it was pretty free. It was the like, Wild West because their yeah. ratings, you know, rang supreme, and uh, you know they were also writing the high from the late nineties, and yeah. they, they were just killing it. At that point, though, Mike, and you know, I'm working on Striker and Klein now. I'm, I'm a bit. Of, I'm like their fourth Mike. Kevin and Bean at that point, now I realize, had it so figured out. We were lucky to enter that show when we did because before then, and Lightning could tell us more, they would have meetings after the show and then they would have calls and then they would show up early before the show. When we started on the show, they would already have the next day's show planned at 10 a.m. when the show was yeah. ending, they, they they almost had everything planned. We would have a quick meeting, for, you know, for, for what production needs we had, what what other stuff we wanted to throw out. But for the most part, they were man, just 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 a machine. It was like a perfect thing because the culture, the ratings, the success level, and everything was opened up so many doors, like creatively, and also um, they had reached a level of professionalism. Where it was like you honestly, it was just like shooting fish in a barrel, and like Kevin and B would just point to Ralph or point to me and be like, <laughs> "Make this funny," and 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 they wouldn't tell you, and you know, that, and, they never restricted us ever. It, you know, it's also a testament to the trust that they had in you guys for doing that sort of stuff. Me in production, yeah. Dave when he became producer, they trusted us and they concentrated on what they do and nobody did a Kevin and Bean type show better than Kevin and Bean because of their chemistry uh Bean's just constant professionalism and love of radio there's still nobody on this on this earth that I know that loves the medium more than Bean and works 24/7 thinking radio pulling drops and it's it just to me looking back 
at the time I did recognize his greatness, but now I could I could look back and and, and I'm astounded. I just like you know I'm like holy fuck. He did not stop because I'm trying to fill a little bit of pulling drops in audio and I'm at my wits end sometime. And he would just, he was just so passionate. And to be that way, you obviously have to love what you do. And he didn't consider doing the Kevin and Bean show work. But you're totally right. I mean, I remember when I started in Loveline, like how angry I'd get at everyone, including Drew, because I, all I knew of radio was the Kevin and Bean show. And I, I understood like the, the, the ethic and the, the kind of the code of professionalism that was instilled in me by those two, you know, Bean certainly was much more of a stickler than Kevin, but Kevin likes to play like he's this, uh, irreverent frat guy, but Kevin's also like, Kevin is pretty committed to absolutely like like the X's and O's of, of radio. And so when I got to love line and like, people are like, just so laid back and sloppy. I would, I would, I was like, I don't understand. What do you mean? Like, yeah. how can you have replays with with time checks and stuff? You know, yeah, yeah, like, like, what do you like? You know, fucking fix that. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's bizarre. Um, I know you dipped your foot a little bit or your toe, I should say, into writing a comedy. Uh, is there anything you can talk about that, or is that something you want to continually? Uh, pursue in the future possibly because there was a specific project that i'm thinking about i don't know if you can talk about mm-hmm. it can yeah, you talk no, about definitely. it i'm so, excited to talk about it, actually oh you, is it coming to fruition yeah so the rudy Ooh, the, the yeah. comic the comic dude this 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 is the thing fuck you hollywood okay because mike <laughs> comes to me this is what when did this start five years ago five and a half years ago yep. five and a half years ago he's all dude Rudy is got got picked up and they're making a animated series with Rudy and everybody mm-hmm. loves Rudy Cisneros. I think we're going to hear a little bit of Rudy Cisneros. A lot better show. than me. And people, uh, <laughs> including my wife, like Rudy better than me. And I was stoked. You know what? Tell us a little bit about that insider Hollywood experience and um, how it went down with 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 one one party and then it got down, brought down, it picked up by another dude. And that that to yeah. me, it's so so fascinating. It, it really is fascinating, but it also is like there's so many stereotypes of how like dirty Hollywood is. And I was always to be honest, because like people, people everywhere are just so nice to me. I I was like, well, that, that's I think people just have uh, they have like an axe to grind because like I don't see like all these backstabbing, horrible people, you know, and uh and then I realized it's because I was like living on the on the the cursory, you know, excuse me, like the, the periphery of it. And then when you get the when someone actually asks you to step up to the plate and be like a content creator to be an executive producer or something like that, like everything changes. And um, I I had a writer from the office named Robert Padnick. He just was a fan of Loveline and he reached out to my manager at the time and he's like, hey, uh, can I get Mike's contact? I just want to you know, have coffee and shoot ideas around. And that's how a lot of so stuff he, starts, right? It's like, hey, I hear mm-hmm. you. I, I like your vibe. And let's just go have lunch, coffee. And they vibe, yeah. vibe and you he, out. He listened to Loveline. He would he he was driving home typically from the office at like, you know, 10 o'clock sometime at night. Yeah. And he was like, he would just have it on Loveline. Wow. And he would hear like characters and hear like comedy bits that just stupid shit that, you know, that, like <laughs> you could count on me it's, for. It, it's so um, funny that you consider that I mean, you might consider it stupid or, you know, kind of like frat boy comedy, but it's a skill that not many people can have. And, and you do it, 
you excel. You're, I, I would, I would say you're probably with the one of the best in the country to do that for sure. Oh, thank you, dude. Yeah, I, that man. means a lot. That's very nice of you. And I like, I learned a lot from like trying to push in all these different directions when I was new and green and just wanting it so badly and trying to like adopt these different identities, you know, just to figure out what would work. Right. And then I realized like, I just, I, I got to like go through the fire of getting enough reps in where I could finally relax and just be myself. And once that happened, then I realized it's like, that's just all I wanted. I don't have any aspiration to be Bill Maher or Russell Brand or something yeah. like where I don't, I, I, I idolize the guys that can put out something that looks like it's, it's uh, guys and gals, by the way, that looks like it's low hanging fruit. That looks like it's totally kind of, um, cheap and silly but then upon closer inspection oh, you're south like park, oh, I, south park that's actually pretty clever yeah, yeah. the south park south norm park mcdonald's guys. like yeah yeah norm mcdonald's like a like an idol of mine and like uh, even like the jackass guys you know yeah. like yeah ever uh, anyone can <laughs> anyone can kick his friend in the balls but right. what they do there's there's something clever yeah. about there's it, writing you know? involved there's you know all yeah. this production element yeah, yeah yeah totally so so sorry to uh take it back to now you're having coffee with the dude so yeah, he. I, I'm. Uh, hold on one second. I'm being. I'm being summoned. Oh, is yeah. that Magnolia? Yeah, hasn't been fed. Uh, mom wants you to feed her. She's in her kennel. Um, me and mom are hanging out together now. Okay. Bye. Have a great dinner. Bye. Love you. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's okay. so cute. <laughs> yes. Um. Well, she has my genetics. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Understand. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> So yeah, so this guy contacts me and he he said he's just a fan and and I was kind of like you know I, I think you guys can relate like when you're a radio guy you know you're on the bottom of the totem pole oh, in, yeah. in the entertainment industry so I'm sitting here with one of the writers from the office and I'm like real really like you're <laughs> you're a fan you're a fan of me like you think I have something to present to you that you can work with. And uh, once I got past that barrier and I started just, like I said, relaxing and being myself, we started to click and we came up with the ideas. And then, of course, Rudy was at the top of his list of things to, like, uh, develop because he grew up in Los Angeles. Even though yeah. he wasn't Hispanic, he, he grew up in L.A. And so he under, kind of understood that. Initially, he's like, what if we did like a like a live action show, like a sitcom and stuff? And we started working on it. And, oh, wow. I didn't um, know that. Writing scripts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. And then uh, – and then he was talking to Ed Helms during the filming of The Office, and Ed said that he's starting a new production company and that he wanted to develop some stuff. So they started pitching around ideas. Ed introduced – or the Robert Padnick, this gentleman, the writer, introduced me to Ed. We started all collectively pitching ideas. He's like, this is a cartoon. Why would we want to limit ourselves creatively to um, that's a good point a live action because show, you could go you know? so far and above over the top with the visuals. Yeah, like Rudy could fly. Rudy could fly to uh, fly to uh, <laughs> the moon and then come home and 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 do CrossFit. Like, yeah. it, it, there's no <laughs> limits, you know. It's true. And uh, and so I was like, man, you're right. So then we, it switched and we we made this animated show. We got a deck together. We we put everything together that you have to to pitch things. Took it out and everyone except for like one outlet bought it in the room. Wow. Um, everyone. And we're, I was like, well, I'm okay. That's great. I'm going to be now. I'm going to be uh, Seth MacFarlane. Uh, I'm, uh, I, my life's by, over, out, by you know? outlet. You mean like there was like Fox. There was uh, like all these like different networks there. Or Comedy you... Central, Fox, oh, uh, Fox and then people from FX within Fox, you know, uh, Amazon, Hulu. Wow. Netflix. What? Yeah. 
So yeah. like real people. Damn, dude. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, were, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. So you were in actual Hollywood pitch meetings. Uh, lots. I went. We probably did ten. Wow. Who was the first and, then, and who was the last? And how 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 was the difference in the first pitch to the last pitch? The first pitch was real frigid, and I was real nervous. And it wasn't just because it was the first one. It was because Ed, being Ed Helms, has a deal where he has to give first rights to NBC Universal. Yeah. Because especially at that time, he the, the office, office was still on the air. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you're I'm, like, this I, might go on So NBC. we went to NBC Universal, you know, the top of this building, the skyscraper, and there's all these yeah. fucking bigwigs. Um, <laughs> with and, you. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, and, by the way, and, is this, like, this post-Dancing uh, with the Stars? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. All right. Yeah, but I don't. I don't mention that to <laughs> most people. That's not on your resume. Yeah, I was like, no, uh, "Love no. Lines, Lover Boy." <laughs> I rem- actually remember the time I I let that shit fly, and I was in a recording studio with Fred Armiston, and and Ed was there, and, and he's like, "You were on Dancing with the Stars?" I was like, "Yeah, dude, don't do it." Then I went on. They told him this long story about like I was like I, they paid they did they paid me this much money, and yeah. I could I could be myself like i could be funny and stuff and i don't have to take it i was like so it was shooting fish in a barrel you know no absolutely but anyway so so we go to these pitch meetings everyone's into it everyone's buying it and uh we decided to settle on comedy central we thought it was the best place for it we could really like put comedy central flies me to new york I'm having meetings with all the executives out there they're talking about like when they're going to schedule it the whole thing oh my we God. start recording yeah, so then we start casting, and then we get, you know, Viacom Comedy Central behind it. Oh, I remember Danny who Trejo. you got. Yeah, you got Danny Trejo. I was like, because uh, there's like a character that's like my my cousin that's like a real badass, like a real intimidate. And I was like, we got to at least shoot for Danny Trejo, right? Yeah. Well, you probably won't get him, but we, right. sure, Danny Trejo's like, yeah, I'd love to do it. Hey, so tell, it, hey, how did he record? Dude, this is true, <laughs> 1 million percent true story. I actually sent you pictures. You have proof. Danny Trejo comes in to record his voiceover. <laughs> And he's like, he's like, all right, so let me let me get the pages. So we hand him the page. He's like, okay, all right. He's like warming up, loosening up his shoulders, pulls off his T-shirt, goes straight shirtless. What's up, Woody? Oh, man, that's awesome. So yeah, funny. I was like, oh, dude, this is fucking awesome. Oh, then we get Fred Armisen. Oh, super talented. Like a, dude, oh, my you're God. You're fucking genius, yeah, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. And it just like it starts cascading and where it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. And I'm like I said, now I'm like, I well okay, now my life's completely changed. I'm going to be a millionaire. So and so now when you start recording with Danny Trejo and Fred, uh, how long into the process are you now? Maybe a, a year, a year and a half? Mm, yeah, six to eight months. Okay, okay, something like that. Okay, and then uh, we get like the pilot recorded, everything's done and stuff, and then Comedy Central. It's like, well, you know what. Spring was our initial goal. We're going to go for summer. I think it fits. We'll, we'll pair it with this show. It'll be perfect. I'm like, all right, fine. Fuck it. Yeah. They must you know, know what they're doing. Winter time. I think winter time is oh, going to be perfect. Oh, man. And, it is, and then two years goes by, and they don't program it. They don't put it on the air. And they go, we're going to let you out of your contract and allow you to. We're not, we're, we're not going to make the show. Okay. Sorry. So but at this point, at this point, there's only a pilot made through Ed Helms mm-hmm. co- a production company, and yeah. they let you out to go shop it around now. Yeah, they're like, we're very sorry. 
we know we took two years of your fucking Jesus, life. And, man. Uh, and uh, I go back and I watch the pilot, and it's all these like like Justin Bieber, Selena Gomez references. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, it's all yeah. dated. And shit. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and uh, um, so I get let out. I'm let down, but like Ed and and Robert and all these people, the uh, another Ed's partner, Mike Falbo, who are like real veterans of like production. They're like, doesn't matter. We still got it. It's a great idea. We're gonna go out. And we're gonna sell it. So we go out, knows. Now now it's no, 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 no. Fox Animation says, Psh, let's do it. Wow. So I go, even better. Yeah, for, I'm going to be next to the Simpsons. Yeah. I'm the fucking man. This is amazing. Disney buys Fox. And they go, no fucking way. This is way too crude. <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. No. <laughs> really? Yep. Just axed everything, like, somewhat edgy. Just gone. They're like, it's, it's going to be a new Fox. No longer the Married with Children Fox. This oh, is my no, God. This is not the place to play hard. I'm like, oh, great. So now I'm so, like, well, yeah. my life streams are over. And I just start, like, really investing myself in Rudy via social media, you know? Right. And like I'm like I'll just keep plugging away. I'm not gonna let the character die, but I, you know, my my dreams of being like a Hollywood bigwig, they're over. I they were dream. I, who is I? I'm fucking silly to so, think that I could make it as like a comedy writer. You know, at this point, is a love? Are you on Loveline or just KBC or what's what, what's your day job? Just now? KBC. Yeah, just I, had, KBC. I, I just left. I like just left Loveline. Okay, you know, like maybe. A couple five four or five months before wow wow well yeah you had every every reason to believe that you were going to be all good jesus yeah i mean honestly it wasn't even like business stuff that made maybe leave love line it was more like i had a kid at that point mm-hmm. and then and and the truth i like i never really like honestly talk about it because i don't want to shit on anybody but like we were drew and i were faced with this they're like either you fire everyone that isn't you and they fought, had already fired like the third co-host that they mandated that we get, you know. Yeah. And uh, so now they're like clean house, and then we go and we renegotiate everything, and then and we rebrand the show and do the whole thing, or uh, or or, or you, you're, That's it. you know, like it's it's the end of this thing. And I was like, I'm I'm not gonna have any part of this. Yeah. I just had a kid. I'm I'm really tired of staying up till one in the morning, and I you know it's time for me to like freshen up you know like yeah. my life and i'm just yeah. gonna roll the dice and so i did and drew said he's fine with it drew was like I- i'll keep it going it'll be yeah. fine and then like four or five months of doing it without me drew's like i'm not doing this anymore, <laughs> you know? like, <laughs> where does rudy stand now to this day like where you know is it dead do you own no it? no so okay like so they, I'm, I'm let down right i'm like i'm gonna cash in like who was i honestly like i have this transformation personally it's personal transformation where i was like I'm just this radio guy. Like I so I'm so lucky to have been given what I got, which is totally true. Kevin and Bean took a chance on me and let me do characters and write rap songs and I like I was gifted this amazing thing, but that's that's where it'll that's my ceiling. But then, you know, the Rudy stuff happened. I was like, "Fuck it. I could be I could be the South Park guys. I'm going to let myself I'm going to really push it. I I don't I, I'm stop thinking small. I'm going to be big Mike, you know." So I started, you know, coming up with these ideas and then I'm started working with Fred Armisen. I'm doing voices with Fred Armisen in a sound booth. Hey, he so thinks I'm funny. Man, He's man. laughing at me. He's <laughs> he fucking gives me his number. He's like, yeah, we're doing. So, so <laughs> like, I now have this metamorphosis, right? I have this complete transformation as a person. 
I start coming up with different ideas. I'm like, I'm going to pitch this show to FX. I have this idea for like an interview show, like like a, along the lines of uh, Between Two Ferns, you know, but but hosted by like a real, like real swarthy uh, paisa, like fresh over the border, <laughs> toothpick in his mouth, you know, like real yeah. surly, angry one. Right. Pitching ideas, getting pitched me, the whole thing. And then this happens again where I get the, the, the rug pulled out from underneath Jesus, me. And man. I just gave up on it. I, I go through this depression and everything. But I keep the idea in my mind, and then about a year ago, a friend of mine friend says, hey, I, li- I literally fucking l- have to pull over sometimes when I when I watch some of your Rudy Instagram videos. It's it's too funny not to, yeah. to, um, to work with. And he's like, my old agent, um, he is like the number two guy behind Jeffrey Katzenberger at Quibi. They're they're just about to get rolling up. I could introduce you. And I go, well, yeah, let's do it. You better fucking introduce me, dude. Introduces me. We Ed and I, everyone go in, do the whole thing over again. Quibi's like, love it. No way. Let's do it. Awesome. Boom. Sign it. So do we, we get ready and we just get. Yeah, I mean, I I it's I've already signed the contracts and everything, but and I'm in production. I'm in production. It's gonna be. It's going to be on Quibi, but I've been down this road before, <laughs> so I'm not going to get too excited until I could literally cash that fucking check and look at myself on a fucking outlet. But I, you know, Quibi picked it up and I'm in production. I have a an anim- new animator. I have a new head writer. I have a new everything. The Rudy animated show oh, man. is real well, again. Congratulations, so. yeah. man. That's so awesome yeah. to hear, man, because yeah, I was well, so disappointed when I, you know, it didn't come to fruition. A quick question. Quibi, yeah. I'm not that familiar with it. Is it limited to 10 minutes? Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, that's so. the ceiling. And they, they like, you can go as short as you want, but you, the longest you can go is 10 minutes. They were designed it to be viewed on your phone or like, like how people intake podcasts, they wanted to make the first like really mobile driven outlet. As the only person who I think is subscribed to Quibi, uh, I could answer all your questions. <laughs> yeah. You know, they range from five to nine minutes. And oh, wow. It's, it's pretty nuts. And they just roll into the next one. But sometimes they, they roll them into like weekly or the next day. Like the best thing that came out of quarantine was the Princess Bride remake from different actors. It was so freaking funny. And these were like A-list stars just redoing The Princess Bride. But they were all in five minutes, all on your phone. Yeah. And every wow. day, the next day. And it was so crazy. I, so I, we got signed to do 100 minutes of television. So if we want to do 10, 10 minutes, we can. If we want to do, you know, 25 minutes, we can. You know, it's, it's up to us. But they're like, you do 100 minutes, feel free. Now, is that going to be easier creatively or, or, or harder, do you think? Both. Both. Like, I think it's easier because, like, it takes away a lot of the decision fatigue yeah. that I was making where it's like, okay, 30 minutes. Uh, this B story would be cool if we get – now it's like, no, let's just fucking hit him with the what we got. Like, this is the main A story. Let's roll with it. But it's harder because you want to you wanna cram more shit in. You know what right, I'm saying? Right, but right. also, like, I think I'm jacked on it because spending all my time in radio where 30 seconds is an eternity. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm really loving the idea. I was like, no, fuck that. Let's get right to the point. Let's hit him with the fucking comedy and not, not worry about the, the other so you, BS, cram, you, know? so you cram as many jokes as you can within those 10 minutes. And yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So you're doing that and then you're doing your podcast. And is that about your, your world right now? 
That, yeah, and uh, yeah, the podcast, and then I do uh, Sirius XM with Jason Ellis. Oh, right, 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 right. Now, I want to give you props on your podcast because I've listened to every single episode. Uh, Mikey likes Thank you, you uh, everywhere you get your podcast, and I didn't listen to it once, once we got on lockdown because I wasn't commuting. So your podcast went through a transformation because it started off kind of, I'm going to just kind of give you tips on how to lose weight, how to eat properly, and how to get ripped. But then it started kind of morphing into more of uh, not advice, but almost like a uh, like a Tony Robbins, uh, I'm going to pump you up for life kind of vibe, which was phenomenal. And I had put on about 18 pounds. So your podcast and listening to your advice actually got me back down to my original weight. Because That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> listening to your podcast, man. <laughs> I haven't heard your podcast, Mike, but I envision you as the Let's Paint guy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know it's why. Very it's very similar. It, I, I just imagine you recording while you're doing your 20 lunges, your 20 minutes of lunging, and, and that's, I, that's I your podcast. Actually, I don't actively <laughs> exercise during it, just before and after. Like, just well, right before maybe, and right after. you know, maybe you should. <laughs> That's the next step. <laughs> how was how was, how was quarantine life for you? Uh, was it you know just exhausting, or were you keeping busy with all this stuff that you could do from home? Well, I'm I'm so fucking lucky, man. I'm so lucky, and I don't take it for granted because I know how many people are struggling, you know, employment wise. Yeah, with the uh, with the lockdown, but everything I do can be done from home, including the the animated show. Yeah. I mean, I, I can go. To, uh, eventually, we go into sound booths, but even that, you know, it's like quarantine proof because we're you're literally in an airtight yeah, booth you know right, separated right. from a producer so like all the animation and everything can be done from uh, remotely and everything so i i'm i've been busy but i think like the biggest adjustment and omar i'm sure you can relate is like having your kids around you all the time like yeah i, I yeah. of course try to be like an involved parent but magnolia did go to school she did leave for yeah. five <laughs> six hours a day and yeah. now that's my daughter's with me 24 hours a fucking fucking day it's crazy and it's been a real strain on on my wife and i and our relationship did you um, reach but, that when you got over that hump though that then you started just enjoying the shit out of it like yes, like for me had, it was just it was just a little bit of annoyance and then you just made it over that hump and then now I, I you know once once they have to go back to school and go about their you know having their own lives i'm gonna be legit bummed out yes i uh, my my daughter and i have developed exponentially a, a closer and tighter relationship and yeah. a better relationship be solely because of the lockdown, because I was kind of faced with this, like you, you, I mean, your back's against the wall. It's like, what are you going to do? Are you going to step up as a parent or are you just going to fucking put them on their iPad and, and pretend, you know, right. And ignore them. Yeah. And so I, I've been forced to just kind of try new things and do live life differently as a parent. And it's been an amazing exercise for it my daughter and I, but it, it, there was a moment where it's like, I'm not doing this right. And I'm going to fucking really kick myself if in eight months uh, or whenever this ends, I didn't take advantage of this and, and, and didn't just really capitalize on these moments that I'm getting, these gifts that I'm getting to, to spend more time with my daughter, you know? No, for sure. And this is something that is going to be ingrained in their, in, in their brains forever. I know. But uh, and like you, phones, phones yeah. are the new smoking, you know, like where like you just see parents are sitting there scrolling down through their phone. It's insane. You know, like your kids, your kids a foot away from you. You understand that? <laughs> yeah, it's bananas. How are you during this whole pandemic? You know, the the, the, the quarantine time. I mean, I mean, 
you always had like mental health issues and stuff like that. Like yeah. Omar talked about his struggles with being depressed and stuff like that. Not depressed, but like down uh, a in a down state. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, did you ever get back to that or were you clear minded the whole way out? Like thinking, like looking for the light on the other side? No, I think it, I think honestly, it was like the best thing to happen for my mental health because I, I just, I didn't have to feel guilty or feel lazy or anything to just spend a couple hours a day focusing on myself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Do all these, th- all these tips and tricks that I learned over the years from all these different therapists and psychiatrists and retreats and all everything. I, you know, it all gets lost in the shuffle as soon as my regular life gets back in order and I'm doing two radio shows and trying to produce something. You know what I'm saying? Like it just go, it yeah. goes away. You're like, what the, thank you Dalai Lama for this advice to <laughs> meditate for 14 hours, but I have a fucking family and a job, you know? And, and now it's like, well, okay, I just cut a podcast. Uh, I can go work out, uh, I can meditate, uh, go to the park with my daughter. And then, you know, I was confronted with this thing, this choice, just like with being a parent, I could, I could double down on working on myself or I could completely slide backwards into depression. And I, I, I decided to double down on the, on the getting to know myself stuff. And, and I, I, I think I've grown a lot. And I, at least from my opinion, from my perspective of like trying to really be introspective and, and analyze it, I think all the shit that I was, my shortcomings and my character flaws that I developed from being completely checked out at like 18, 19, 20, I pressed rewind and really like focused on that stuff. And, 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 um, that, that's been, that's been great. Um, but there's certainly, been as far as like the struggles go i would say the the maximum level of struggle is been with my my marriage you know oh. like trying to just you know it could be as bianca oh she's must be actor, not, not has, working right has she, has she just exactly. been exactly and wow. it's like it's like not working not working like no auditions coming through not working yeah. no it, you know hollywood is shut down and um, the finance stuff is like we're lucky enough that that wasn't the concern. It was just like her life was devoid of this huge thing like where she would work on characters and go over lines with me and everything. Yeah. And that's all gone. And she was had this real kind of dissonance, you know, internal this internal conflict of what was going on. And, and, and then me maybe not at times being the most understanding husband, you know, maybe I, you know, I, I could certainly say that I've been guilty of like not handling that the best way as a spouse and then us having that turmoil and then working through that in the long in the in the long run it's been great for our marriage but there that's been the biggest struggle as far as anything regarding mental health or uh, emotional stuff you know hey o yeah you know what time it is <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right let's get into it Welcome to Janky Town. Your friends are here. It's about to go down at Janky Town. You can laugh or cry or take a hit. I don't give a shit. It's Janky. It's Janky Town. Loop up your ear holes. Come on. Uh, that's right. You could be a part of it. You could email us at jankytown69 at gmail.com. And you could always give us a call. The number is 
Janky69, and uh, Dave's here. You could even text that number, righto? Yeah, you can text, but I'm not I'm not uh, checking the text, so don't text. Because that's not a thing. I don't get notifications. <laughs> you can definitely do it, but don't do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's there for some purpose, and maybe one day we'll, we'll be able to utilize it for some reason, but uh, I don't know why we would. Um, <laughs> yeah, so thanks, th- thanks a lot, Mike, for sticking around for the entire episode, dude. We really appreciate it. It's my pleasure, man. Uh, so, uh, Jank Holes or uh, Jankians, we're not sure what we're going to call our fans, but I did want to thank everybody that uh, went to jank Apple Podcasts. Yeah, we're going to jank them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and they all gave us five. D- Dave, last time I checked, we were at something like 445 star reviews, which was amazing. This is uh, this is our third episode, and we already have that many reviews. That Man, our, our fans so nice are the best. Everyone. We're going to read some of your five star reviews here. Number one, we needed this. Thank you guys for putting together this show. I'm so glad we'll be able to hear from you again. We truly appreciate it. Keep it up. That's from Drive Tone. Uh, and by the way, I'm not going to be able to get everybody's because uh, that would be asinine to read all 440. But uh, here is one from, uh, you know, Tim Markle, Dave. Yeah. So happy these guys are back. Today's yeah. episode was hilarious. Episode two. That was, uh, we had uh, our pats. In that episode, and Manny Ramirez in that episode. Can you believe it? it was, I mean, man, we A get plus. The, the biggest guests, don't we? Um, <laughs> Geo, Geometric Bananas, who is one of our biggest fans, um, she writes, One of my top five favorite podcasts, which uh, I take umbrage to because why are, not, why are we not her number one podcast? So you suck, Geometric Bananas. No, she doesn't. Leave I'd love alone. to know what the other four are. <laughs> I know, right? It's like NPR, the <laughs> Science Lab, and then it's there's the Daily. There's us. Yeah. Uh, this is from Afiro. Haven't haven't even listened to our first episode. Five stars. <laughs> merch question mark? That's a good question. Are we gonna have merch, Dave? No. You what? better. Yeah, you better. I think it would be awesome. No. By the way, maybe I got an email from I'm doing somebody's wedding in late October, and I got a suggestion that we should call our fans the Janksters, which I like. Instead oh, of the gangsters, sick. they're going to be the Janksters. I, I, that's the and you should, here's your merch idea. Here's yeah. your merch idea, yeah. especially with COVID and stuff. Yeah, you make bandana like masking and call them janky hankies. Oh my god, <laughs> we 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 need that done. We need that done. That, that's genius. I think we're going to have to go with, with that. our faces though, like beer mugs, beard. Or yep. Uh, this one is from Zombie Yahoo. Squish. Is this the podcast we need right now? Yes. Is this the podcast we want right now? Yes. Is this podcast going to end all wars, solve world hunger, and will finally put an end to that burning cessation when we pee? Probably not. But glad to have these janky fools back in our ear holes. Thank you very much for that. Uh, This is from Christian. It says, hope in 2020. Finally, something good in 2020. Thanks for that little nugget of hope. Of course, knowing Omar, it's probably a nugget made of poo. Yeah, you're probably right. In January, the slide bar... At the slide bar, Dave the King of Mexico told me to get away from his VIP table. I asked for him, I asked to take a picture with him, and that was the beginning of the fall of 2020 for him. You remember that guy, Dave? No, that's such a lie. His name is Christian Ponce. No, no, no. But I would never, ever tell anyone to get away from my VIP table. When you're drinking, you totally would. No, I yeah, would, would not. Yeah, you totally drunk, would. Drunk, shit-faced Dave totally would. Totally not would. A, may, maybe 10 years ago, not today. All today right. would be throwing down shots. <laughs> this is from Caesar. Ponce, liar. What up, homies? 
I haven't even heard one episode yet, but I am so stoked to hear you guys back on the podcast. It's like Christmas came early, LOL. Thank you, Janky. I've been waiting patiently for the world's greatest podcast ever created in history of life to return. I thought it was the B team, but I was wrong. It is the Janky Town. All hell, Janky Town. Thank you for that. And we have one more from a Kevin Ryder KROQ. You guys familiar with that, dude? <laughs> not not at all. Q anymore. Janky Town is a podcast. Omar, Dave, and Muggs are super honest about the difficulty of post-Kevin and Bean life. This is great. Except for Dave, who claims he stops drinking. Oh, he stopped drinking during the, during the pandemic. Ah, that's from our buddy Kevin Ryder. Wow. An actual Kevin's review from Kevin Ryder. Yeah. But he actually listened to the episode. Yeah, man. But uh, thank you for everybody who... Uh, just that's amazing because and dave you're i mean dave and mike both of you guys are sensitive to this because when you're in a room talking into a microphone you forget that other people you know thousands and you know when you're on terrestrial radio millions of people are listening to you and laughing or they're engaged you know and they care about you as a person they get to know you and it's a little freaky when they meet you in person and they know stuff about your life yeah that's str- it is strange when like strangers know a lot about you. Sponsor time, Dave. Uh, remember, yeah, our, do it. Our sponsor, our very first one. We have actually more sponsors that are jumping on board. Uh, once again, if you guys know anybody that needs any kind of advertising or any kind of promotion, we are up for anything. If you got like a toilet brush company, hit us up. We, uh, you know what. What a perfect fit for us and a toilet brush company, right, Dave? You will pimp that out. No, yeah. No worries. Toilet brush, I'll, I'll try it out. I'll, I'll endorse it. Yeah. Let's do it. For sure. But our very first sponsor is a very precious sponsor because they're the first one. Montanez U Personal Injury Lawyers. Uh, these guys are amazing. You could find them at myinjurylawyers.com or you could call them at 833-MY-LAW-NOW. So if you have any kind of injury case, whether it be you getting hit by a car, if you're driving a motorcycle, or if you, you're not even driving anything, if you're just walking by and you get hit, just give them a call. And you know what? Yeah. These guys are B-Team fans, and they were Kevin and Bean fans. And this guy who we're going to have on next episode, on episode number four, he's going to walk the walk. So if you guys have any kind of legal questions or concerns, just email us at jankytown69 at gmail.com with your question or comment. And we're going to let Robert Montanez from Montanez U Injury Lawyers answer your questions. And, uh, you know, like I said, they're going to walk the walk and they're going to uh, show us what they got. At Montanez U Personal Injury Lawyers, they have free consultations where they come to you, either by phone, virtual. And if there's no recovery, there's no fee. People don't have to worry about owing them money. They won't let it happen. You get to talk to an attorney, not a legal assistant, and they have recovered millions for their clients. They're a little small firm, but they get big results. Yeah, and check out their website. They have a bunch of reviews on Yelp. Uh, Once again, it's myinjurylawyers.com, and you could uh, contact them at 833-MY-LAW-NOW. And you know what? It's so funny because these guys were so cool with me and wanting to support the uh, Janky Town podcast that they never... I I had to go find this information on my own, and I found it today. They also have an email if you want to email them, and their email address (laughs) is help at myinjurylawyers.com. So they have a website... The phone number, and once again, the email is help at myinjurylawyers.com. And like Dave said, free consultation with the real lawyer. And not only that, 
they give you their personal cell phone number so you have that peace of mind 24-7 that you could call your lawyer and, and, and find out what's going on in your case. So that that is unheard of. So definitely give them a try and please let them know that Janky Town Podcast sent you. That would do us a tremendous service and we would really appreciate you for that. Mike, you're going to be great. You're going to be great in this because I have some uh, anti-masker audio that I want to play for you guys. Great. Oh, this is amazing. This is this is just bananas. This is bananas. And uh, I don't know what's what's wrong with this lady here. This is a lady who refuses to wear a mask in a, a fabric store in Canada. And just she's about late 50s. And just listen to her turn into a toddler. Do you think I want to wear a Yes, mask? I do. Yes, I, I do, do not want to wear You are she I have to wear just like the rest of them. Why Sorry, don't you people you educate yourselves? You need to How am I doing? Am I critique you? are really close to Are me. you afraid? You I, should run away. I don't like But you have you your are. super mask on. I'm trying to protect you. <laughs> I don't need protection from you. Oh, you just touched me. I oh, really wish no, you I touched you. Like, how annoying is that lady? Oh, oh no, you I touched you. I'm going to get COVID. No, you're probably going to give it to me. (laughs) Are you going to leave? Look at you. Are you going to leave the store? Are you going to leave the store? Are you going to leave the store? Are you Uh, kidding me right now with that lady? I think this is one of the questions I'm going to ask our lawyer friend Montanez next week. Yeah. Is that if these people antagonize you and you say, like, reach out and try to, like, tap their shoulder and actually punch them in the face. Yeah. Like, can you get sued for that or yes. are you defending of course yourself? you can like, dave you yeah. can't just pr- dave. Uh, shut up a person Listen, like that i could i could do it when when they're up in your face and they touch you and you're fearing for your life up in yes. your face Which, yeah if they if they yes if they put hands exactly. on you or, or get up in your face yeah that's different that's what i'm saying and that's what this lady sounds like she's doing but she's so not touching you though like, uh, dude, if, I'm sure she was very close. She was cl- definitely not, close. Not she was she was definitely yeah. definitely close, but she was definitely. I mean, there was no. Uh, I saw the video. There was definitely no sense that she was going to throw a punch. Are you going to leave the store? Are you very and aggressive to another you customer? Know? Would you please? Leave? Oh, I'm aggressive. Would you I please? Think, leave? Okay. Now, I think I wanted to say, which you wouldn't let me say. You all see my face, right? When you, when I, if I ever come back here again, and this thing is proven to be a hoax, I want an apology from each and every one of you. Jesus. Yeah, Educate yourself. Nobody is sick. Nobody is sick. Go for it. Educate yourself. Please leave. Go online. Please leave. And read and learn. Oh my God, right? Man. Now, I don't know what it's like in Canada. I mean, I I don't know the laws, but it, it always blows my mind in America when you see this. Like, I'm not putting on a mask to go into Walmart or Whole Foods, whatever it is. Because. They always say, I have my rights, I have freedom, and I go, yeah, but private establishment has the freedom to tell you to wear whatever the fuck they want. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's no different than, like, no shoes you can't come in. You know what I'm saying? If they're at the park and a cop comes up and says, put your mask on, and they're like, it's fucking America. No way. I'd be like, all right, dude. Listen, I'm not going to be your friend, but... Right. I allow that without me even getting in your face because it's like you want to express your freedoms. It is America. I get it. You're at a, you're on a fucking mountain. It seems a little <laughs> weird. But these people who like don't understand that a private establishment has just as much freedom to to imp- them out. Imp- yeah. impose rules, you know, and you're like, 
okay, I also have the freedom not to go in, you know? Now, do you think, I mean, it has to be misinformation. She's on Facebook and she's just getting her information from Facebook and she legit believes what she's reading, right? That has to be it. Yeah, I mean, but I also think like, you, do you hear her? She would like, if that was my daughter at age six, Yeah, I'd be like, what? Come on, really? You're just going to repeat the person and go, did you touch me? Did yeah. You, I, you know, I'd be a grown woman doing that. Like, I think she she might be ill. You oh, know, like have some sort of like, you know, mental problem. Yeah. Yeah. Like think about think about that. Like as a grown adult, that is grown a grown woman that acts that way. You know, we're not yeah. we're not firing on all cylinders. Yeah. Do you think she goes home and goes, yeah, yeah, I feel good. I felt oh, good. she fucked. Yeah. She's <laughs> high fiving herself because she definitely doesn't have friends to high five her. Um, yeah. Right. No I mean, one's her friend uh-huh. or boyfriend or husband. Or, <laughs> or, <laughs> now, uh, or if she does, I feel bad for him. <laughs> Now, on the opposite uh, end of the spectrum, we have Paul Rudd, who just put out this uh, Wear Mask PSA. Have you guys seen it? Yeah, it's awesome. Here, it's uh, amazing. Let me play it for you guys. Yo, what up, dogs? Paul Rudd here, <laughs> actor and certified young person. A few days ago, I was talking on the iPhone with my homie, Governor Cuomo, and he's just going off about how us millennials need to wear masks. Because, get this, apparently a lot of COVID is transmitted by us millennials. No cap. So Cuomo's asked me, he's like, Paul, you got to help. What are you, like 26? And I didn't correct him. So fam, let's real talk. Masks? They're totally beast. So slide that into your DMs and twitch it. Vibe check. Yes, queens like ourselves. We want to go to bars. We want to drink, hook up, do our TikToks. I get it. I'm not going to preach at you like some celebrity. This is a combo where I talk and you shut up and wear your mask. Hello? Oh, hi, Billie Eilish. What's that? You're wearing your mask? Man, I want to stand you. You're so my bae. Yo, listen, hype beasts. Masks protect you and your dank squad. Because caring about other people dank is squad. the new not caring about other people. You want a challenge? How about a stop the pandemic challenge? What about that? What about a save grandma challenge? That fun enough for you? My name is Paul, and I'm six feet tall almost. And I wear my mask, and it's all I ask that you wear your mask. Please wear your mask. Just wear a mask. Just wear a mask. It's easy. It's simple. Please. It's not hard. People are dying. Hundreds of thousands of people are dying, and it's preventable. It's preventable. Just wear a mask. I shouldn't have to make it fun. It's science. It's, it's science. Look at this. Hey, hey. Look at us. Look at us. Who would have thought wearing masks These would be a problem? problem. <laughs> Not yeah. me. They're trying to eat buffalo wings through their masks. <laughs> we gotta yeet this virus. Oi. Oi. Oh my god. Uh, I can't believe that, that dude is like 50 something. He looks so good for his age. Oh my yeah, he god. He hasn't changed. He hasn't oh changed god. a goddamn bit. He's the, he's the best. man. Yeah. Now we go from that good, fun, lighthearted bit to this anti-mask protest that happened in Utah. And this is just, it just, it's just phenomenal. Uh, you guys let me know if you guys want me to stop it. I'm going to just play it all the way through. Uh, the best part is definitely the end. You guys are not going to oh, believe. Yeah. You're not, I'm not going to believe this. Now hundreds have gathered here in front of the Washington County Administration building calling for the end of a mask mandate, saying they are tired of not living their normal lives. That's how I feel about that. 
A passionate call for action Friday morning in St. George. Several police officers on standby as many locals called concerns about coronavirus spikes overblown. The flu kills more than coronavirus. Others calling the virus a hoax or stating that asymptomatic carriers simply do not exist and they cannot be forced to wear masks anywhere as citizens of the United States. If we want to wear a mask, that's fine. We can take care of ourselves. Some rally attendees say they shouldn't ever wear masks if they have any medical issues or mental health concerns or if they feel they simply can't breathe. When George Floyd was saying, I can't breathe, and then he died, and now we're wearing a mask, and we say, I can't breathe, but we're being forced to wear it anyway. Okay, that that's a, a point that's number a one there. Much. Yeah, that's a, that's a crazy comparing that to George Floyd's death. Listen, I don't care if you don't wear a mask or you don't want to wear a mask, just don't do it and don't bring it around in public i guess you could you could protest all day you know what i mean like if you want to gather around other people that don't want to wear a mask and be around each other protesting have at it i'm all good that's your american given right but don't be around other people where you could potentially infect is where i stand on on the matter how about you guys my problem with this too is the freaking news station why are you putting that kid on especially with what he's saying like one, we know it's idiotic, and two, it's a freaking kid. What do we care? What this kid says? What he's being fed? Like, well, Mike, I think you, it's. Could, I think you I let think Mags be on on the news, not for something at all serious. I mean, if it yeah. was like if we were like at the Dodger game and they're like, "Are you excited for opening day?" Yeah, exactly. I would totally do, but not exactly. Not but serious, are they going to yeah. ask you like, "What do you think about you know the hysterectomies and ice?" And you're going to be like. <laughs> Bad. You know, I think they're bad. All right. If it was, if it was, if it was something incredibly serious, like if it was like, 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 what should we do about ISIS? I would then I would do it too because I'd be like, I just I'm excited to see what she says. Uh, and the piece gets worse. Parents are demanding they have the right to decide what to do with their children. I'll tell you another reason I'd hate masks. Most child molesters love them. <laughs> See, I now I support including that clip. Like, Most if I'm a news, oh, 100 percent. Let's play that 100%. over and over again. Yeah. Here, let's listen to that again. Most child molesters love them. Oh my God, lady! Wow. You should put that in the intro to Janky Town. Yeah, I need. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> done, done, done. Most I love that. Most child molesters love them. It's uh, they, yeah, man. People are just bananas. I'm, I'm dude. I'm all for just. Getting through this as quickly as as possible, and I'm not by, by no stretch of the imagination. Am I any expert? I don't know medicine or whatever, but I I, I listen no. to the Fauci's of the world, and if they tell me, hey, if you if you if you wear a mask, we're probably going to cut the time that we're going to be in, in this shithole in half or whatever. Yeah, I'm doing that, plain and simple. I could agree more. Just whatever we could do to make it go quicker. Yeah, and and and, and, and it's not that hard. It, don't politicize it. You know, it just, ah, man, can we all just get along? Uh, okay, uh, Dave, cool, man. you have the uh, emails ready? Uh, sure. All right, we're going to check the inbox. Ooh, baby, baby, we're going to check the inbox. Baby, baby, we're not talking fart box. Baby, baby, we're not talking cat's box. Baby, <laughs> baby, we're going to check the inbox. All right. Well, I guess you could email us at jankytown69 at gmail.com and we'll read them probably a little faster than we did on the B team. So here we go. This one's from Michael. Uh, he says, can you please ask Mike if you can have his friend Sergeant Rip Shredmaster stop by? He's one of my favorite guests from Kevin and Bean. 
Can we have? Was it, a, uh, was it Shred Ripmaster? <laughs> I, I have no idea. That's what he wrote. Yeah. What was it? What was it? Rip Shredmaster? I, I thought it was Shred Ripmaster. Maybe. But no, uh, no. is he in town? Do we have? Or, uh, is he on the line? Or is, is he? Is he? Oh, here? sure. Is, I mean, is my he... neighbors might not like him coming by, but sure. I'll... Oh, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> what are you pussies doing? <laughs> We're trying to do a podcast, man. How are you doing? Fucking podcasts. Listen, <laughs> all you're doing is taking advantage of the freedoms that I fought for. Hey, uh, <laughs> Sergeant. Sergeant uh, I'm, I'm what, wait, wait, was that a chopper? Wait, wait, was that a chopper? <laughs> Oh, it doesn't I was hanging out of a chopper, a Huey. <laughs> oh man! In Nam, oh, I think he's a uh, hey, sh- hey Shred. Hey Shred, Patty. Hey Shred, I was playing golf the other day, and there was two like military what? copters. Wait, <laughs> stop! Play- golf, pussy. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, where do you? What work? were they doing there? What was what doing what? <laughs> the choppers. What were they doing over the golf course? Uh, protecting your pussy ass. <laughs> While you're sitting there working on your stroke and your 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 handicap, hey, those uh, fine men were keeping surveillance so that ISIS doesn't come and evaporate you, pussy. All right, Sergeant. All right, thanks, thanks, thanks for Fred. checking in, man. Oh man, fuck you. <laughs> that man, I forgot how intense that guy is, Mike. Oh, dude, he does. Jesus. He does not let up. Wow, that's insane. Oh, man, he is serious. Wow, I love that. <laughs> All right, this one's for Virginia from Virginia. I miss you guys so much. I've been listening to Kevin and Bean Archive. I heard the episode where you guys went to K-Fed's concert and you guys got backstage. I laughed so hard listening to the old episode is how I've been getting through COVID-19. Uh, thanks so much for doing this podcast. Man, uh, that all started with uh, Mr. Catherwood uh, feeding us 19-year-old scotch or some shit like that. That was a crazy night, and mostly yeah. Omar. Yeah. Like, you have to take full responsibility on that one. You know, it's funny. You know, I have my drunken nights on whiskey that I that I have that I regret. Right? Obviously, sure. This sure. that night, I, I have no regrets. <laughs> it was it was it was uh, everything from th- throwing the drink on on onto the uh, dance floor and uh, sneaking into the dressing room, almost getting kicked out twice, uh, almost fighting. K-Fed's friend? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, we and almost got banned from the House of Blues because of you. Yeah, no regrets on that night. I love that no. night. It was awesome. <laughs> oh, wow. That was so. That was worth it. I loved and it. look at the House of Blues now. Who wins? We do. <laughs> oh, you won? <laughs> All right, this one's from Steve. Wow, you guys, it's so great to hear your voices again. It's been such a weird time with COVID following up on the loss of Kevin and Bean show. I kind of fell off the last handful of B-Team shows and haven't had a chance to catch up but with janky tone uh reigniting things i will definitely go catch up thank you so much for taking the time and getting the shows back together all right well there you go steve we do it all for you yeah man and thank you and we can't say it enough thank you for listening and uh, also tell a friend you know we need to grow this thing and yeah if you know anybody who listens to podcasts and they want to hear you know people be silly and Especially maybe if they're not listening to K Rock right now because uh, you know of uh, the shit that went down a couple of months ago, uh, you know turn them on to the podcast. All right, this one's from Jeff. Hi, Omar, Dave, and Mugs, who's not here. I just finished the first episode, and it was so great to have you guys back. I'm a KMB listener since 91, and I've listened to every B Team episode. If you set up a Patreon account or some other pay. Uh, platform to listen to I'd, I'd be in for all regularly scheduled episodes keep your heads up gentlemen also your listeners should be called Jankoffs. it's a no-brainer take care jeff all right we'll, we'll, we'll see about that um dave doesn't know this but somebody vemoed me uh 69 dollars and 69 cents 
because we kicked up the the Sick. podcast back up, dude. So yeah, so right it's, on, it's insane. Dude. That's yeah. awesome. So I'm gonna keep all that yeah, money. So. Nice. <laughs> yeah, you should keep it. Um, yeah, but uh, it was Dean Shepard to start. <laughs> Dean Shepherd. <laughs> wow. How many people know who Dean Shepherd is? I don't know, but no, Mike. Stop it. Let's just move on. <laughs> Let's go, Caesar. Uh, I don't think I've ever emailed a podcast before, but I just wanted to say you guys did a really good job on your first episode. It was awesome to hear you guys catch up. It was like catching up with old friends. Also, very relatable to the emotions that I was going through as well. Looking forward to more episodes. Yeah, he he didn't hear episode two then, huh? Our Pats was uh, a little rough. Man. <laughs> yeah, I, I did yeah. not know he was that blue. Yeah, it was definitely a, a, a lighter episode. Uh, we wanted to kind of like, you know, just just talk about what we've been through for the last six months. So it, it was definitely not an uplifting episode, the first one. But we did have Sam, the Armenian comedian, on that first episode. So there was a, lot, a, a bit of funny in there. Fuck yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> All right. This one's from Bradley. Hey, janky team. I don't know what to call you dudes. Welcome back. I miss you guys. Squish. I was wondering what happened to all of those ga- uh, great KMB drops and intros and Mole. Man, Mole is the best. Brad. Oh, do you have any of those? I have um, Bean when he left in November of last year, I believe is when he left. Uh, he left all his drops. Yeah, he gave us the whole uh, the whole computer. Yeah, so I have this uh, treasure trove of drops that I don't know what to do with. They're there, <laughs> you know, but Same nobody, <laughs> you know, it's one of these weird things that and and. Bean was just so great at working in drops and memorizing where they were, what they were labeled. He just had that mind. Uh, it's it's nobody could replicate that. You know, just to work in one drop takes me a great deal of concentration and trying to like figure out where exactly to play it because you don't want to step on everybody. So they're there. I don't know if we'll utilize them. Maybe once we get a little bit more proficient at at, at this show, we're still figuring out how to do it because that we're, should be a bit. That should be a bit. You got yeah. just play a handful and then you guys try to piece together where it came from. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. Have to oh do man, that would be so tough. All right, let's do one more. And this one's from Chris, <clears throat> gentlemen. Thank Thank you. Things haven't been the same since 317. Just listen to the first show and it was so comforting to hear collective voices shooting the shit again. And then you had to call Sam. <laughs> a lot of us have been going through mental health issues due to COVID-19 and the social injustice and getting a little janky is just what we need. I vote the B-holes now be called the Jankoffs. Another one for the Jankoffs. Wow. Can't wait for the next episode. Chris. Because they haven't heard about the Janksters. For me, I think that's my, that's my, my my top pick so Origin, far. Original Janksters. Yeah, is, the Janksters is, is better, pretty dude. sick, dude. <laughs> so unfortunately, Mike Catherwood was a line liar that lies, and he had to leave a little earlier than expected. But we did get a chance to catch up with Rudy Cisneros before he left Janky Town. So this past week was Mexican Independence Day, and let's check in with our friend Rudy Cisneros, who we were what? talking about a little earlier, Rudy's with and us? see how he celebrated. Rudy? What's up? Hey, dog. Hey, what's up, fool? <laughs> dude, what's up, Rudy? Dude, I haven't talked to you in... Wow, it mu- it's years. Mira, it's been... Members have been, like, years. For for real. Like, probably, like, since the 90s or something. Yeah, man. How, are I'm you sorry if I'm a little low energy, but, like, I'm just trying to put myself together from my celebration. Cool. Oh, from, did you have a big you know, Mexican, uh, Mexican independence? independence? Yeah. How'd you celebrate? Yeah, dude, I, I had a sick one, dog. Like, first... I woke up in the morning and like um, had some carne asada, yeah, you know, and a couple of, uh, bong ribs, you know, because like, I got a robot bong, you know, bong bot. He comes up to my bed, he's like, you know, beep boop bop, beep, and then I fucking <laughs> take a nice little you know, fucking binger to my dome, dog. Yeah, and then like uh, 
Oh, I, 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 actually, that's really all I remember. I think there was a turtle. There was a turtle fool. It could have just been my homeboy Tortuga, but like, and then like I remember, like next thing I know, I was I was in the street full running in my in my chones yeah. with a uh, on my on my arm like in commando when he's carrying a log but it's like here <laughs> yeah. like on his by like if it, like pretend like mira like it's a boombox yeah. you know like how they use the b-boys with the boombox yeah. but it was a microwave dog and it was running somehow and then there was a, a turkey in it pero it was a living turkey like just running what? Right and I'm like, oh fuck yeah i didn't know i was like shit so then, then i went home i was like i think i tied it on to too too strong you know and my wife was pissed off i don't know what oh, i did but how sad there girl man caca, there was caca in my bed dog there was what? caca in what? my bed dude and it was Turkey man caca? caca oh no, no no like man caca fool oh my god <laughs> dude well you, you partied a little extra hard there on that mexican independence day huh for real though fool for real because i don't even have a loose now loose what's culo. what's the difference know. between mexican independence and cinco de mayo I always get There's those two confused. Difference. What's the big difference? There's a big difference. Okay, so Cinco de Mayo was when St. Patrick chased the snakes out of Juarez and had to get to the mountain from the 40 days and 40 nights of rain. <laughs> I, I think you're uh, mountain, you know, a bit confused. Santa Maria Guadalupe was there oh. at the top of the mountain, okay. and she's like, I need my eyebrows done. Oh, and wow. Like, Fuck, I... <laughs> My, I, let me call my Haina because she went to Marinello Beauty School and then so <laughs> she ran up and did her eyebrows and then she was glowing <laughs> and then that was the, the why everybody celebrates. Oh Pero, man! Like, um, Mexican Independence Day fool is celebrating when the Spaniards they they fucking left town. You know what I'm saying? Because they were running the hood, but then the Mexican vatos are like, "Fuck that fool!" Right? And so they, they kicked them out of town and then everybody was able to be good without the paella and Pau Gasol and shit. <laughs> a Pau Gasol is there? Yeah, Pau Gasol and all the Spanish, the Spanish oh, lames, dog. Pau Gasol and Salt Bay. You know Salt Bay? He was there and shit. Oh, man. Well, dude, well, uh, thanks for uh, sharing that uh, beautiful uh, stories with us. And yeah, educating and Rudy, us. Uh, people can get personalized messages from you, right, on Cameo? Oh, that's right. Cameo, dog. Uh, my friend, my homeboy, Lechuga, he, he hooked me up. He's like, hey, have you heard about Cameo? And I'm like, the band? Like, word up, you know? Everybody say. But, like, no, he's like, no, it's a service, fool. You can do messages. People pay you feria, fool. And I'm like, oh, damn. So I signed up. So you go on Cameo and look for me, Rudy Cisneros or Kudo Breaker or some shit like that. But, you know, I, I put my link on my Instagram, cool, at Kudo Breaker, dog. You know, so right. there's a link right there in the profile. I'll do the I 100% five-star rating on my fucking Cameo's full because I deliver. Nice. Awesome, man. Well, uh, thanks, Rudy, for checking in. Great talking to you. Hopefully uh, we won't wait so long to talk to each other next time. Hey, what about dinosaurs, dog? Oh, what about them? <laughs> they're crazy, right? They, yeah, I mean, they're extinct and they no longer exist on the planet Earth, but they are crazy. Crazy, fool. Crazy. <laughs> bye, Rudy. Crazy indeed. All right, Later, bye, Rudy. Oh, man, you know what that music means, right, Dave? I don't, actually. Oh, that's right. What does that mean? This is a new bit. Uh, so do you oh. follow the Iron Sheik on Twitter? No, but I see a lot of retweets from him. Dude, it's at the uh, at the underscore Iron Sheik, and uh, man, I, I, anytime Twitter. Let's let's be honest, 
people just talk nonstop trash on Twitter. It's just, it's just like it's terrible. It's terrible. It's a landfill of hate. So I don't really go to Twitter that often, but when I do scroll and I see the Iron Sheik, I stop because it's time for the Iron Sheik tweets of the week. Okay, so so this is the first one. Good night, jabronis. Clippers, go fuck yourself. <laughs> That's it. That's the entire tweet. Uh, oh, come on, um, man. Um, this Why is are you going to rub it in, Iron Sheik? <laughs> this is the second one, okay? Clippers, the super team? More like the piece of shit on the bottom of my curled boot, Bubba. <laughs> That's not even clever. Come on, man. You can do better. Okay, okay. Here's a clever one, okay? You ready? Okay. Eat a bowl of Lucky Charms and magically go fuck yourself. Hashtag okay. money motivation. <laughs> All right, we're getting better. Uh, oh, my God. Okay, here's the, here's the next one. Sweet, right. sweet Caroline, bye, bye, bye. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> I sense a theme here, man. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Here's here's this one, okay? Live long and go fuck yourself at warp speed. <laughs> Unless you're William Shatner, I am respect him and I have sex with any alien woman he wants. On hashtag Star Trek Day. <laughs> oh, come on. So that uh, was... Sure has- he has one theme, huh? It's, it's definitely a one-track mind, so uh, definitely follow <laughs> the Iron... Uh, the uh, the underscore... By the way, what's up with the underscores? Like, people, it's so hard to find if you have an underscore in your name. So his his handle is the underscore Iron Sheik, and you definitely want to follow him. And that was the Iron Sheik Tweets of the Week. <laughs> that puts me in such a good mood. Uh, oh, my all right. God, I'm glad dude. someone's in a good mood. I love that. You're not in a good mood, Dave? No, the Clippers, man. Come oh, on. you're still bumming out about the Clippers. Okay, well, what about if yeah. we uh, check the Afro line? Maybe that'll put you in good spirits, yeah? I'm Not sure the Afro will. line, it. the Jenk line. Nope. Oh, my bad. Hey, you know what? Some old habits <laughs> die hard. You didn't even notice. Nope, not at all. Janky. Oh, my God, dude. That is hilarious. Uh, okay, here we go. Let me pull up this file, and we got our first call here. Oh, I like the Clappers. Oh, oh man. What's up, Janky Town? It's your second resident Jankian. It's Intern Browns, a.k.a. Misak. Misak! The other Armenian in your life. I love how you already had one Armenian on your first episode. Um, Not the best example of an Armenian, but nonetheless an Armenian. Um, Congrats on the new show. Thanks, It's already awesome. Thanks for being raw, open, and honest. And we're glad to hear your voices again. Keep rocking and rolling. Oh, I appreciate that, dude. Dude, he sounds so much like an adult now. I know, man. He's not right. He's not intern browse anymore. No. <laughs> All right, next Damn. call. Hi, beholes. Yeah. Uh, B team. Actually, I'm a behole. I just woke up, decided to check Twitter, saw the post about calling this number, so I decided to see what it was all about, and I'm excited to see what you guys have to come. Long time listener, miss everybody over there, so. Um, by the way, like I said, I just woke up, so I'm checking Twitter on the toilet in case you guys wanted to know. I actually appreciate that. Take care. I do appreciate that. That's the only I reason. I really do appreciate that's it. That's the only reason I put it in, because it was from like the first batch of calls, but I was like, I got to yeah. save this. This is gold. We're going to work it in somehow. Uh, Hell yeah. Next call. What's up, guys? It's Intern John. Uh, I don't know what uh, badness you guys have in store, but based on the voicemail setup, 
Sounds like it's going to be just as terrible as always. And uh, <laughs> can't wait. Love you guys. Oh, man. Love that guy. I love that yeah, guy. Yeah, shout out to John, man. He uh, he was a, a former intern for Kevin and Bean who actually did a very funny video for us on uh, Free the Nipple Day. And then uh, went out and got his own job out in, like, Bakersfield or something. And sadly, uh, he got cut, too. But, um, hey, yeah. man, we're all in the same we're all in the same place. So, uh, shout out to you, John. Yeah, dude, we love you. Hey, guys. I am so excited to hear your voices again. I just had to call. I was so sad when Kevin and Bean went off the air because I knew that meant the B team would be off the air, too. So, I'm so glad you're back. Squish. And you are really living up to the name of your show with that voicemail message. That was pretty janky hey. <laughs> town business. Uh, you know how janky we are, Dave. Remember how uh, last week we re-recorded the outgoing message? Yeah. I still haven't switched it out yet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, oh, something that she said that kind of reminded me of something is uh, us being on air. And, and uh, you know, like, I don't care about being on air. But there was one thing that I was like, oh, it's over. We're not going to do a Christmas show. Oh, man, that was... I really enjoyed those Christmas shows. It was definitely like, a highlight we, for me as we well. We took over the... Yeah, we took over the station for on Christmas. How many years? Day. Three? For two. Was it two? Was it, it two? two, I think. Yeah. Oh, no, it was, oh, no, it was I three. I think it was three. One, one was with lightning, with lightning, right? Yeah, once with lightning. And lightning was all the serious one, and then <laughs> ours were the funny ones. <laughs> <laughs> Hey guys, it's Chris. Uh, sorry to call immediately back, but um, oh. as soon as I left that voicemail, the next thing I heard was Sam the Armenian Comedian, and that's <laughs> bullshit. Your show is Janky Town. How dare you? It's Sam. Uh, so uh, I got a message from a, a, a Jankian or Janker or Jankoff or yeah. whatever we're calling him, um, and it said that he called Sam and said he was me and to go to the station. Oh, my God. Jesus oh Christ, God. dude. That's not going to end well. No, no, no. Okay, no. time to give this guy, this this next message is a little bit of a long message, but it's uh, a charitable one, and if okay. you could donate, go ahead. So I'm going to play this all the way through. No, nothing funny about it, but if I could help out a fellow Jankian or Jackal or Jankster, I will. <laughs> hey, guys. Uh, Michael here. I am a longtime D Team fan. Uh, Squish. I just wanted to call in and say, first of all, really excited to have you guys back on the air. Um, I think it's awesome. Uh, it's, it's cool to hear all of you talking and hanging out and catch up on what's been going on in your lives. Um, I did want to mention, and I'll send it in an email too, uh, my company, my boss, is doing this hands-off challenge uh, that I would love for you guys to promote if possible even just one mention could do a lot of good for us um it's actually in regards to something uh johnny mentioned on air which is that domestic abuse has been on the rise in the wake of covid and so we are doing this hands-off challenge to help raise awareness and raise money um to fight against child abuse in the united states so um we have a website www.handsoffchallenge.com and um, we're asking people to do 10 sit-ups and then count them out and on the 10th one they say hands off and then tag three other people so the idea is 
something similar to the ALS Ice Bucket Challenge. We're just trying to really raise awareness and then, like I said, raise money. We're selling t-shirts and all the proceeds will go to children's hospitals and charities uh, that fight against child abuse. So um, uh, keep doing the Lord's work. I'm a big fan. Excited to see what comes of your new podcast. Bye-bye. See ya, man. And uh, yeah, dude, if you guys could go and donate to that or participate in that challenge, go ahead and uh, hook that dude up. It's it's for a good cause. But I mean, the 10 sit-up things and no hand sounds a little stupid to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, did, so was throwing a, a bucket of ice over your head. And turns out, Look what happened. Great point. They raised so much money. Great point. And, and awareness, so by awareness, by the way. But yeah, because I, I really didn't know much about ALS t- till that. It was yeah. everywhere, man. And I yeah, remember, so uh, <laughs> I don't play those reindeer games, uh, Dave. And uh, Lisa May challenged me, and I was just like, totally just ignored it. <laughs> That's not yeah, my thing, uh, dude. Not my thing. Did you do it? I'm the one who started it off within us. Oh, you did? Yeah, because remember I had Kevin dump me on it, and then I challenged like Taylor and all that. And then Kevin did it and challenged Lily Aldridge. Oh, really? And, and Sarah Shahi, and then oh, the wow. Lily Aldridge accepted Kevin's challenge, and then did Taylor Swift. And oh yeah, wow, man. Yeah, but uh, it was fun. And then Kevin doused me with like uh, coffee mate and stuff like that. Oh my! I still Lord. have the video somewhere. It's oh, that's funny. funny. All right. Yeah. Yeah, but okay. Yeah, anything for a good cause, I guess. Thanks for your honesty, Omar, about the alcohol. You're one of us. I'm going to pick you up. We're going to a meeting. Hey, how dare you? <laughs> I know it did sound, in that from the very first episode, man, it sounded like I had a huge problem. You know what? I'm not going to shy away from it. I did. I did. I, you know, I was turning to alcohol for the wrong reasons. And I, I, I admit it, but I think when you recognize a problem like that, and you don't... And you keep going. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. You power I, through. I think I think that's when you don't have a problem like anymore. Once you realize it and you stop it. Like, right, Dave? No? Do I have a problem? Well, if you stop it, yeah. So, yeah, I yeah. Mean, so, so, but yeah. if you keep going... No, then, I, 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 yeah, I have stopped. I have stopped, so... I don't know. Not do me. I, I started. You started? <laughs> Fridays so, are fun. So, yeah. So, you, so but you know, now on Fridays, dude, I'm drinking like a rosé. So I'm all oh, like, you're have, like, fancy, three, huh? Three glasses of Whispering Angel. And I'm like, yeah, I feel good. Is I'm that the kind now. of wine that makes you hot? Nah, no wine. Red wine makes you hot. Oh, red wine makes you hot. Yeah, okay, red okay, wine. Okay. Oh, man, red wine sucks. I like red, red wine, wine, but it makes wine. me hot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, rosé is more like a cooler, uh, like fruitier uh, drink out of France. Okay, yeah, you're fruitier yeah. for sure. Yep. <laughs> What's up? I'm pooping again, listening to episode two. <laughs> All right. Digging it. Sounds good. Thank you. And thank you for janking me off. Feels so good. <laughs> uh, squish. <laughs> squish. <laughs> oh, we janked him off. Oh, no. While he was on the toilet, by the on way. On the toilet. No, that was a good oh. delivery. Everything about that call I love. Call well, back. I better expect one for episode three, yes. buddy. I've been waiting six months to hear from you dickheads. And the first thing you pull out <laughs> is goddamn... Fuck, now I can't remember his name. I'll call back. Uh, that would be uh, Sam, their meeting comedian. Uh, I think it could be safe to say that was his first and last appearance oh, on Janky Town. Uh, right, well, maybe, 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 maybe we'll have Mr. Clown on or Metal Man. We'll see. You no, know, because uh, I, I got Bob Toe standing by like, oh. whenever, whenever he, and he wants to do a podcast. So we got to talk to him about getting banned from the Kevin and Bean Facebook page because mm. Lightning had enough of him. No way. And, 
Dude, that's and awesome. I, he hit I me know. up about producing this podcast. <laughs> he did. He, he hit me up. This was uh, before, before, this was during lockdown, like uh, during the first week of lockdown. He must have been going crazy. Oh, he, yeah. dude, he would hit me up every like minute. So, so Bobto coming soon. Love it. Love it. Yes. This is for the Monica. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. This All is right. so funny, guy. Oh, he's listening. I love it. That guy's Sam, like, thank you. Love that. And by the way, did you see on Twitter uh, that that Let's Paint TV guy is still at it? Yeah, we got it. We he was got on it. Reddit. We got it. Yeah, we got it. His name is uh, I think something Kilduff. I, Kilduff. John right? Kilduff. John. John Kilduff. We got to figure out what his deal is because it's just him. No more. Yeah, he's on no treadmill. More Inga? No more Inga and no more blended <sighs> drinks. It's him just on a treadmill playing a keyboard and painting. What? Yeah, man, it's oh, bizarre. So, so I saw uh, Megan Holiday post about Kilduff. Oh no way! What? Like, oh. Yeah, she was like, she found it for the very first time. Oh, man. And, you know, and and uh, so I sent her a message like, hey, you know, John killed of rules. And she goes, well, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, you need to just Google, uh, you know, let's paint TV K-Rock. Yeah. And then boom, she just wrote me like, oh, my God, Omar, 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 Omar. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I, we got to get him on. We got to get him on. We will get him on. Uh, on a treadmill. Clippers. <laughs> Clipper, Clipper, <laughs> Clipper. Does that still sting, Dave? It still does. Come on, man. Yeah. Let, me, let me rest. Let me die. Yeah, to go back. I have that on a hot key too now, by the way. So anytime I want to go, I could just go to. Yeah, to go back. <laughs> okay. Uh, next call. <laughs> sport about it dude that was a great call dude well yeah man that's what it. can that's, you do man I, I i don't know man that's it, it's insane it's insane being three up that's that's bananas okay uh final call uh sorry sorry that you're sorry that i said you're sex big king of mexico squid all right, kid. I, I take back what I said about you, <laughs> or what I said to you. I guess. You cussed that kid out. Can't to go back. All right, so uh, that's oh, it for the Afro. Uh, uh, once again, not Afro. Jank oh, line. My bad. Oh my god, I, I did it again. Thanks for calling the Jank line. The number is eight five five Janky six nine. Please call. That line is open twenty four seven. Yes, you could text to it, uh, but we don't know what that does, and I'm not checking it. So don't. Do you text. actually know the numbers? Like instead of Janky, what are the numbers? I do. It's it's uh, eight five five. 
No, I don't. It's five two six five nine six nine. I think that's it. Is five yeah. two six five nine six nine? I think that's it. Yeah, that's it. So five uh, nine six nine. Yeah, thank you. We appreciate you calling. We appreciate you rating us and uh, leaving five star reviews. That's amazing. Thank you. That's going to help us out a tremendous amount. And once again, if you know anybody that needs any kind of advertising, uh, we're actually we picked up uh, two new advertisers that are going to start really soon on this podcast. So um, yeah. yeah, so it's so it's uh, amazing things are happening, and it's all thanks to you guys listening and please if you guys like the podcast and you know people that listen to podcasts spread the word all you have to do is tell one person and uh, we'll grow this thing and then i mean i'm only speaking for myself but if we start picking up advertisers and sponsors then we might be inclined to do more than one episode a week what about you dave um, yeah, if it's, if it's worth it for us, if it's worth it for you guys, I mean, I got nothing going on right now, so yeah, let's do it. <laughs> All right, so that is it for episode number three. Thank you so much for everybody listening. And thanks to Mike Catherwood for filling in today for Johnny Cantro, who was out today. And uh, when you find out who he was hanging with, and oh. by hanging, I mean just in the same room with, you guys are going to die like literally die. Yeah, it was so it was crazy. That, and and uh yeah, you might be murdered. Yeah, absolutely. Dave's right. <laughs> yeah. So uh we'll find out and until then uh, stay janky, I guess. Yeah, we'll see you again in Janky Town. Your host of Janky Town are Dave the King of Mexico, Johnny Beer Mug, and me, DJ Omar Khan. Thank you so much for listening. Janky Town is a janky production, recorded, engineered, produced by Omar Khan. If you would like your own podcast produced by Omar Khan, please feel free to contact him at djomarkhan at gmail.com. And if you ever need a DJ for a wedding, anniversary, birthday party, no matter what occasion, please visit djomarkhan.com for the best in high-end DJ services. Have a janky one!